<laughs> Quick disclaimer before we start the show, uh, while we do work at one of America's largest retailers and will allude to it throughout the show, the opinions expressed are purely our own and do not reflect the views or positions of our employer. Welcome everybody to episode 32 of the Phone Buzz podcast, recorded April 8th of 2020. We've got a fantastic show for you this week. Samsung says goodbye to one of its most popular phones, Apple struggles to clog the leaks, and Google uses its evil powers for good. My name is Evan Krauss. I'm joined by Zach Whitney. How's it going? How you doing, buddy? <laughs> doing, doing okay. Hanging in there. Now. <laughs> and uh, Christian Crawford. Hey, yo. How you doing? I'm doing good. How you doing, buddy? Good. I'm good. Nobody ever asks you how you're doing, and like, I feel like that might be detrimental to your mental health, especially in these quarantine times. Hey, you know, I really appreciate it. You know, you're looking out for me. Yeah. I have to feign interest and not like actually care, but right, you know, of it's course. good. It's good you're doing good. Thanks. Good. It's excellent. <laughs> All right, fools. You guys got any uh, juicy uh, stories this week? Any good check-ins? Well, I don't think anybody's worked at all. I, I <laughs> No, I have. Oh, you have? Yeah, yeah. you did. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 I'm back working again, unfortunately. Yeah, what you got? Um, Anything cool? Anything fun happen? It, people are dumb. Uh, Shocker. <laughs> people continue to try to get into the store uh, is a big one. But actually, the funny story I have came on my day off. Ooh, okay. um, Solid. So I went to Best Buy to buy uh, one of the, like, lens cleaner disc yeah mm-hmm. and so i did the curbside pickup and everything but i still walked in the store because i worked there yeah um <laughs> and when i was there a guy pulls up and he's like yeah he's like this tv fell like i just want to do the gsb claim on it oh and i remember hearing about that okay oh, yes, no, yes, yes i haven't yes. heard about this yeah and uh chalen's like no accidental damage is not part of GSP on uh, TVs because it's not. Yeah, uh, it's only for like pixelations and like surges yeah. stuff like that. So lame stuff. <clears throat> yeah. So Jan's like, no, we can't, we can't do that for you. Um, and he's like, well, uh, I didn't even do it. It came like this all of a sudden. It's like, so you literally just said it <laughs> fell. Uh, so then, yeah. <laughs> and so then they end up grabbing the TV and they bring it inside and they power it on and it looks like somebody took a hammer to this tv and (laughs) yeah so then they give it back to the guy they're like yeah we can't do anything because it's it's damaged it's Uh broke like that's not what your gsp covers and he's like well i thought that's what it covered that's why i bought it yada 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 (laughs) and he had like return exchange this tv like four times and he he knew what was up for sure yeah. yeah and then he's like nope it's not covered like we can't help you yeah and so they put the uh like he gets mad, he drives off, he calls the store an hour later. Oh, no. And, yeah. And he's like, I didn't even, my TV wasn't even like this before. You guys broke that. What? Yeah, and he started blaming, what? like, Chalen and Adam. And so, uh, Can I ask you, did his car have issues with it? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Is there anything that can give you indication of this guy's mental capacity? No, okay, cool. Uh, I didn't flash. like. I didn't. I didn't see the guy at all. Like I just seen the TV as it yeah. entered the building, mm. um, and then it, so he calls back and he's like, hey, "Yeah, you guys did this. Like you broke my TV. I didn't break my TV. You're right, sir. <laughs> what What are you gonna do about it? Yeah, nothing. And then Not so like, <laughs> he's like, "Let me talk." He calls her. Let me talk to a manager. And so they get a manager on the phone. And then the manager's like, yeah, no, I already told you. There's nothing we can do. 
And then they ended up just returning the guy's GSP, got him his $30 back to store credit, and that's it. But, but they, did, they didn't return they, the TV? No, though. they didn't return okay. the TV. It still stuck with the, the TV. The busted-ass TV. Yeah, but like okay. that $30 GSP on a 40-inch Hisense TV, uh, they Cut. just gave him that back in store credit. Cut your losses, bro. Come on. Yeah, yeah. come on. Come on. It was like, what, what, probably a $100 TV. Like, just probably. goes to show you, even when people can't come in store, they will find a way to bitch about policies. <laughs> it's anytime. doesn't even matter. Yeah. Even if it's closed. Yeah. yeah, they'll they'll call you, but ridiculous. Oh, uh, that sucks. So, um, but at least we had a work story. We hadn't had a work story in a while. I know nothing's happened. No one's really worked. It's not been like normal. So yeah, I haven't worked all week, which is really weird. But same. Yeah. Um, part of the check in for us too is we are trying. It's it's gonna be the same show, but it's a little bit different format. Um, so we're gonna have a little bit more structure. Have some more segments in there. So, uh, let us know what you think about it. Um, you know, give us some feedback and, and let us know what you think. But, but yeah, again, it's the same show. We're just kind of trying some new stuff. Just trying it out. Just trying it out. Just <laughs> <laughs> trying it out. Um, so Zach has Zach has another uh, weekly check-in because he admitted to very recently. Oh, yeah. Um, after years, nay, decades of trashing people that watch <laughs> video games online, what did what did you do this last week, Zach? So I still want, before I say this, uh-huh. you're still an idiot yeah. if you do it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I watched one video mm-hmm. about Rocket League. One video. Why, did, why didn't you just play Rocket League? Because I was bored, um, <laughs> but and I don't have sports, so I had yeah. to do something. But no, I watched. Gotcha, <laughs> I watched one video about Rocket League, and it was like, it it was how it, it ended up basically teaching you how to be a better like Rocket League player. Uh-huh. But it was basically like just the stereotypes of like each rank is what I did. Oh wait, I, I've, I might have seen We've, something like that. Is it Sunless Khan? Yeah, we've talked about this. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, we did. He's got a voice that kind of sounds like this. Then no, it was not that. Shout out Sunless Khan. Yeah, it, it, was, it was like a. It was basically like this is what you expect out of like bronze. This is what yeah. you expect about yeah. like. So it wasn't really a, a big thing of like how to get better, and it wasn't just watching people play it live. Yeah. It was like a video of like, oh, this is stereotypes. It might be funny. It was not funny. It was a very serious video, but hmm. lame. Yeah, yeah, not fun. No, if you got time, if you are interested in Rocket League videos, Sunless Khan has some really. It's just like that. Like a lot of the people in that community make a lot of similar videos, but yeah. um, it's very funny. It's actually pretty thoughtful and, and, and good. But you got an update this week at all, Evan? What you got? Man, I don't know if I do. Mm-hmm. I haven't really been doing a whole lot because I haven't worked recently. Yeah. Um, I'm actually starting to like my kind of days of in a row are going to start tomorrow. Um, so hopefully I'll have something by next week. Um, but Yay. I mean. Nothing really. I bought a hoverboard. Nice. Um, that's have you taken it anywhere? So yeah. So at work, did I tell you this? No. So I was using it the other day at work. The, the last time I worked, the other day, um, the last time I did work is the day I bought it, and I was like going around like grabbing products and stuff for people that did the curbside pickup, and I was using that to get around <laughs> the store really fast, <laughs> and it was fantastic. <laughs> what it would normally take me to do like fifteen to twenty picks would be probably. 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. Jesus, Took me like, you were a slow picker. I mean, well, part of it is like... For us that have not worked in inventory. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it was like... It took At me least like, we're trying, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> it took me like three or four minutes. Like, pretty, I was okay. literally just like... Just zoom, 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 <laughs> all over the store. It was great. Uh, also, man living in 3020 over here. Yeah, that's right. I did fall in front of a few customers. <laughs> that happened. It How was like the fall first in front of customers when so, we don't have customers in the store. <laughs> I'll get to that when I <laughs> when I first unboxed it. I like started riding it around. I was very like 
wobbly and not, you know, my balance wasn't quite there on it yet. And I like ran in front, like I started in front of the door Mm -hmm. and while like someone was bringing out a product, there was a guy in a van like parked right outside the door and I just ate it right on my butt <laughs> and he just started laughing at me i'm like okay grabbed it and i started walking away I, yeah exactly uh, it was funny but that's, that's the highlight awesome. of my week <laughs> excellent those are the times we're living in exactly that's pretty awesome man um so only check and i have is last week zach pointed this out um i did make an error on um the the fake news segment because um, I had said that NBA 2K did not have tournaments you could bet on. Um, he rightly pointed out that, yes, they actually do have tournaments you can bet on. Although when I was searching it today just to verify, I actually found that there was a big scandal recently. Yeah. In that stuff. Mm-hmm. I heard, yeah. Because, um, correct me if I have the names wrong, there's uh, some random forward. He's probably really good. Uh, some random forward was in a – it's a tournament of 16 with, like, actual NBA players that are playing against one another. Mm-hmm. And people can actually bet money on it like you would bet on a normal sports game. Um and so what had happened is Kevin Durant was, like, number one in the tournament. And so, like, usually you'd have more bets on that guy um, against this other dude. But as it turns out, the betting was heavily on the other guy. And so the, I guess you call them bookies? What do you call them? Like, the people that actually, like, host the... Yeah, they're bookies. Okay. I mean, it's usually all done, like, uh, most of it's done right now through, like, FanDuel yeah. and, like, DraftKings, like, places like that. Uh, but, yeah, technically, the way it's usually ran is... That's more or less like an online app bookie kind of thing. But, yes, if you were to walk into a casino and place a bet, it would be with a bookie. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Um, So, yeah, what what had happened was uh, apparently the games were not live. So, like, if somebody found information to find that they, uh, you know, the actual result of it before the betting or before the event took place, you could obviously bet on the winner and then, you know, cash in on it. So they lost a lot of money that way, and they ended up, like, suspending betting uh, betting for it. But uh, Wow. Yeah, uh, there was there was actually betting on NBA 2K. Granted, it doesn't sound like it's going that excellent. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I think they have now switched to live games, though. Okay, like good. now they're all on like Instagram Live and stuff like that when gotcha. they play. Gotcha. It is a cool concept. Like I could see how like you could still get the same rush of adrenaline while watching that. No, no, no. It's not the same. Uh, the so I watched a couple of them, and like the coolest thing is basically like. Uh, it's not so much like how they're playing because, I mean, you can put two teams together. So, like, the one I watched was Michael Porter. Mm-hmm. Was hey, Mizzou, Michael Porter. Yeah, yeah, what's up? Mizzou made. Yeah. Um, and then he was playing, I, th- I think it was Devin Booker he was playing. Mm-hmm. And they they didn't even use their real teams. So, Devin Booker plays for the Phoenix Suns. Uh, Porter plays for the Denver Nuggets. And they use the Lakers and the Bucks. Yeah. Um, and... Booker was way better than mm-hmm. Porter was, so it wasn't a close game, and it wasn't that good, but, like, it was just cool because there was, like, also, like, some friendly trash talk. Like, they're right. both young NBA players, so, like, there's talk about that. Uh, there's been a couple of them where they just, like, players reminisce on their career. Yeah. So it's more the fact that, like, you're just getting, like, an inside, like, one-on-one of, like, okay. them okay. sitting at home, like, playing a video game like you would. Huh. Um, really? Okay. And so, like... That's that's the reason why I watched the one was like to get the content on like what they were talking about. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's cool. <laughs> so it's not even really about betting at that point. I mean, it is, but it's not like. Yeah, I mean, uh, betting is like a pretty bad addiction. I'm assuming that's ah, why. <laughs> I'm assuming that's why they it's opened it up. It's all fun. Because there's people that 
do sports betting and like they need that like it's part of their life so that's probably why they did it but because yeah, because sports betting is in that same article and i'll post it uh in the description um it was down 80 percent yeah from obviously pre wow. pre uh coronavirus coronavirus not only that but like, uh, a big one in that is baseball too so yeah. like oh, baseball yeah. you can True. do like your daily lineups and things like that and that's all gone because we don't even have a baseball season yeah so. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, let's move on to our first segment here. Uh, it's bringing back a fan favorite. It's called Dope or Dirt. So what we do is we take turns presenting a news article, and then um, we're going to make our best case for why it's dope, and then the other two are going to decide if it's dope or if it's dirt. So pretty simple cool. concept. All right. Uh, Zach, can you go first? Yep, I'm up first. Do let's get it. So the product I have here today <laughs> is called Fixed. Welcome, welcome to Shark Tank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> product I'm presenting today. Uh, no, it's Fixed. So, I'm no car mechanic. I know you guys aren't either. Truth. And so, we all have had issues with a car in the past. Nobody's ever had a perfect car. Mm -hmm. That's true. And there's always that moment where you're either sitting in a lobby or you receive a phone call if you didn't wait for your car to get fixed. When the mechanic's like, oh, I also found this, this, and this wrong. Like, I can take care of it. And he jargons you and uses all his lingo to think, like, it's really, really bad. And you get suckered into saying yes. Of course. Then, after you say yes, you realize there's a ton of new charges, and you went in for an oil change. Mm. And mm. now you're up to $1,000. Well, I when that happens. Yep. To solve this, I have Fixed. Oh, okay. So, Fixed is a sensor and diagnostic app that monitors your car. It can be easily installed in 60 seconds and takes zero tools to install, also. And what this is is anytime there's a check engine light that comes on, the sensor recognizes it, diagnoses it, and then it tells you in your app what? what's actually wrong with your car. Okay, huh. that's pretty cool. Yeah, And so, and not only does it do that, you can also have it set reminders for like oil changes and regular tune-ups and things like that. That way, say every three months or so, you get your oil changed. Then mm-hmm. in three months, it's going to be like, hey, it's time for an oil change. And hey, ding gonna, dong, oil change time. Yep, and it's going <laughs> to remind you. And... So, the coolest thing about this, too, is this virtual personal mechanic can be yours for $59. Okay. It is only $59. Okay. And then if you buy multiple, they get cheaper. So, if you have, like, a family and multiple cars, then you can put multiple sensors. Like, you can put a sensor in each car, and then Mm. they all combine in this one app under one profile, too. Is that one of those things that, like, clips up in that port on the bottom? That was my first question. Yes. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cool. Cool. So how is this different from, like, I guess it's not different. Is it the same? Because, like, I took my car to O'Reilly's not too long ago. Oh, oh, and O'Reilly. O'Reilly. Um, anyways, uh, <laughs> I, I took it to them, and they plugged it in and said I had a bunch of problems, which it did. Um, but does this thing just, like, return error codes? Is that is kind of, like, does yeah. it do the same thing that that machine does? Yes, but okay. it's small. It's $60. There's no, like, fees or anything attached to it. Okay. And you don't have to drive to O'Reilly's to figure it out. You okay. can, like, say you're on a road trip or something, and you're yeah. in the middle of nowhere, and you have this pop up. Like, it's going to diagnose it right there for you. Yeah. You don't have to still go to an auto, like, auto shop or anything like that. Granted, like, O'Reilly's and stuff like that, they probably won't screw you over. Um, yeah. But there's definitely probably some areas where they still will. Yeah. There's been um, times where, like, they've kind of tried to push something on me, but... Yeah, either that or, like, cause just the key even when they That's say, right. like, <laughs> I, I firsthand, like, not in O'Reilly's, but AutoZones before, uh-huh. like, I've been like, hey, I need this, and they still, like, mess it up. 
Yeah. Like, they're like, oh, you just need this one right here, and then it's wrong. And it's like, <laughs> oh, okay. So this like, takes all the guesswork out, and then, like, if it is a bad fix or something like that, you can walk to a dealership get, or something like this, get this fixed, be like, this is all I need, and I know it's all I need. True. So when that mechanic hits you with, this is this wrong, be like, this is like you. <laughs> this is like this is like the Google medical search for your car where you go into your doctor's office and you're like, I know exactly what's oh, wrong with me. I I missed one thing. I have got for her blades. Also. <laughs> what? Yes. what was that? So another thing that I uh, didn't write in here and I forgot about is when it gives you the air code and tells you what it is, mm-hmm. it'll also tell you the severity of it hmm. and what will go wrong with your car if you don't fix so it. So basically how long I can ignore it. Yeah, exactly. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it's dope for that reason alone. <laughs> yeah, no, I like this. All right. No, I could, yeah, I could see, uh, I could see how it's dope for especially older cars. Like, well, cars that don't have all the electronics built yeah. into mm-hmm. it that, like, kind of tell you that stuff automatically. So for 60 bucks, it's a convenience thing. I could, I could see myself buying that. Not only that, but like, if you have multiple ones, they get as low as like $30. That's pretty huh. good. Yeah. Okay. That's not bad. Yeah, I'll write that out dope. That's pretty dope. All right, it's dope as well. Nice. Nice. We'll Very take nice. it. All right, for mine, a not-so-new Samsung Galaxy phone uh, with a removable battery just went on sale in the U.S. With internals that somewhat match those of the Galaxy S9, the Galaxy X Cover Field Pro is now up for grabs through AT&T. The rugged phone has a removable battery and is designed for people like law enforcement officers, emergency workers, hikers, trekkers, technicians, and other users who basically need a rough-and-tough device for extreme conditions. In other specs, we've got a fingerprint sensor on the back, a dedicated push-to-talk button for two-way communication, as well as a pogo pin connector for charging or attaching peripherals. And if you're looking to buy the device, you can pick it up with a 30-month AT&T installment plan for $36.84 a month, and the carrier will start shipping the phone between April 13th and April 15th. Isn't that, doesn't that make that a $1,000 phone? Yeah. It is a $1,000 phone. Ugh. Trash. Okay, okay. Trash! Okay. <laughs> I knew this was coming. This is coming. That's Do you guys remember uh, what the last active lineup phone was? Yeah, yeah. the S8. S8. S8 active. Yeah. So that's been how many generations since we've had one? Three. Three. Four? Three. Now four. Yeah, so Three. there's been four generations of phone. How? It'd well, be nine, ten, twelve. No. Eight active, nine active, ten active. It'd be only be three. Okay, yeah, cool. Uh, so yeah, it'd be th- anyways. You got a three. You have a whole si- life cycle where you haven't had an active phone, and so this is filling that gap. And for people that want, like we see it every single day, or we yeah. used to when people came. Out. <laughs> for people that right. want a rugged phone, that is the one thing they want above all, and they will pay for it. And especially if it's on AT and T and it's a Samsung device, there are going to be deals going for it. That's true. So it's not like the average person is going to buy it for a thousand dollars. It's probably going to be more like nine hundred to eight hundred. Which is what they would spend anyways on like an S10. But the phones are always garbage too. They're not garbage. It's got it's got S9. Okay, for that for that demographic that needs that phone, they don't need the latest processor. They don't need the best camera. They just want a rugged phone. I feel like you are generalizing pretty hard right now. I am, but I think it's also fair. <laughs> Starting to save But I think it's also fair. I think I think this is a awesome win because, like I said, how many times do people come in and they're like, "What do you mean they don't make the active anymore?" Like, I need a phone that can kind of, you know, I don't have to put a giant otter box on it. I don't have to worry about it being cracked. They just have a phone that works and is rugged for them. That's fair. I I, I can see that part of it, yeah. but it the problem is is that once the price point for the specs, I mean, you're paying eleven hundred dollars for a phone for an S nine. Right for an S nine when you could buy that phone for what four ninety nine right now, and put an Otter box on it for sixty. Right, 
Yes, but you don't have um, those. So a big part of this too, um, when you think about it, is the pogo pin connectors. So what that does is it basically gets rid of the charging port, which means you can't get dirt and you can't get other things into it. So there's more durability on it beyond just like the build of it. You like, have one chance right now to save a trash and turn it into, does it have a curved screen? We need one sentence. Does not have a curved screen. All right, cool. Boom. What do you think? What? Of it? <laughs> does I, not, I can't back that. It honestly, <laughs> it honestly looks just like an S7 Active. Like it's still got it's got the the buttons on. Bottom. I just I, yeah. I just pulled up the picture and it's not it's not the look at that it's not the prettiest phone. It kind of looks like no, a, they're all ugly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I just I get the concept of it and uh-huh. I think it's a good idea. But again, the price point is too high. Even though it's like yes, you can have all these extra features, it just Extra features, it's going to be on sale, and a lot of people that are going to buy this are going to be companies which are enterprise, which, like, they always get lower prices on it. Like, they'll probably get them for, like, 700 a pop because they're buying them in bulk. Yeah. So, I like, mean, the price tag should not be as big of a shock. I think I think it would put it into the um, the dope is if it at least had, like, a S10 processor or something, like, internals and stuff like that. It's okay. just, like, it feels the S9 is just too outdated, even though that's technically perfect. it's not. You know okay. I mean? It's like uh-huh. hit the man with it then. Yep. Try. Damn. All Sorry. Right. I had to All right, it. Evan. What do you have for the group? <laughs> All right, I have a lot coming. Lest ye be judged. Okay. Also, so, by the way, another saving point uh-huh. was the removal battery. Oh, I didn't. I didn't even mention that. Wait, did I mention that? Yeah, yeah it's in yeah, the. We did. Yeah. yeah, it's got a removal battery. Come on, Evan. Come on. <laughs> Come on. I don't care. That's just gonna be another person gonna be like, "Do you guys sell batteries here? Phone batteries." <laughs> I need the nope one. It was the wrong one, but it still it still worked. Um, <laughs> okay, yikes. So for my product, it's actually it's actually in the Kickstarter phase. So technically, it's not like you can buy it and stuff. Okay, screw you. Um, they're called the. They don't have like a specific name for them. Actually, they're just kidding. They're Spartan underwear. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Here yep. we go. It says, "Don't change your habits, just your underwear." Try picturing life without Uber, Google, and Amazon. Who said Tinder? Kind of, <laughs> kind of hard. Wireless technology is amazing, and it has truly changed the way we lived over the past few years. However, you've probably heard um, how a number of major scientific institutions around the world have raised alarms over the harmful effects of wireless radiation on our health. Over the last years, male fertility has been on the decline. The testicular testicular cancer <laughs> is one of the most frequent we're bringing to the underwear, or we're bringing to underwear uh, the same advanced technology used in spacesuits. Um, mm, okay. They've developed a unique technology, WaveTech, a high-tech fabric incorporating pure silver fibers within the cotton of the boxers. Uh, WaveTech acts as a that's a Faraday cage, or essentially just like a yep, yep. shielding, um, which prevents radiation from reaching your <laughs> your cherries. <laughs> Our Spartan boxers uh, have been tested by whatever, blah, 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 blah. They block over 99% of all phone and Wi-Fi radiation. Okay, okay. For as little as 50 whole dollars, you can protect your crown jewels from frying like an egg <laughs> from the harmful radiation caused by your phone. Worth it? I'd say so. $50 per pair. Okay, so let me let me go back to it quick. So for the pricing, it's all dependent since it's through a Kickstarter. Um, it all depends on like how much you you pay towards the Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. Um, so it starts at let's come down to the price here. I think it did start, you know, whatever. It started it started at like fifty dollars, and you get two pairs. It's on okay. euros. So yeah, I, I did the conversion. It's okay. about fifty dollars. That's that's like, why it looks a little confusing. Damn, he's quick at that. That's impressive. <laughs> Yeah, I did the conversion. It's about fifty dollars, and you get one. I think it's one or two pairs. I think it's two. One pair of boxers. One pair. 
Tour. That's fair. So officially, the the more you pay, I think it's up to like eighty dollars. Three pairs for like a hundred and seventeen euros, which is about like eighty bucks, I think, something like that. I don't know, hundred bucks, whatever. Regardless, <laughs> it protects does, your nuts. How dude. does forty euros translate to fifty dollars, but one hundred and seventeen euros translates to eighty? Can you put a price on Look, untainted cherries? That's right. <laughs> They're already you tainted. Want well, less well, tainted okay. cherries. Look. I think it's I think it's great, you know. Okay. I have If you want to have kids, who knows, which, you know. Actually, Zach, don't buy these, please. <laughs> your new uh, Galaxy yeah. phone, your little Mr. Galaxy phone. Yep. I'd be frying your nuts with that little pin connector. <laughs> who knows this this underwear is going to protect that. Um I have a I have a hard time like uh, last time I checked all the research on this, like Smartphone radiation is what's considered non-ionizing radiation, which means it's not as, at a high enough frequency to cause um, mutations that cause cancer. So I don't want to be like the guy that smoked cigarettes back in the 1950s, <laughs> but I don't think I'm in danger. I mean, I don't, I don't know. We'll that's see. fair. But I don't know. I Without a conclusive thing, that's like, yeah, you should probably stop doing that. Like, with that said, I mean, if I were one of those people, and we've definitely talked to them on a daily basis at uh, at the work, um, they would totally buy this. Absolutely. In a heartbeat. If we sold this, imagine not how only many that, these would but we sell. like, make sure it comes with their tinfoil hat. Like they're yes. good. Uh-huh. Yeah. So for for this company, I think they're pretty brilliant because they're targeting um, people that have paranoia, and yep. that is a powerful as a powerful site. So for that, I think it's pretty dope. For me, I just think it's pretty dirt. I would never buy these. That's fair. Yeah. What'd you guys say? Oh, I already did it. Oh. Try! Okay. Gotta Try! get for you. Right. So, that's fair. Fair enough. All right. Let's move on to our next segment. Yeah! All right. This one's called On That New New. This is where we cover all the rumors, all the leaks from around the week. And uh, kind of break them down and, and see what's see what's going down. So, Evan, you want to take this one away? Yes. So the first one is going to be iPhone 12 rumors. We've yet to see the new iPhone 9 or SE2, um, but we're already getting our first super early leaks on the iPhone 12 coming presumably this September. Uh, on the hardware front, we've got a smaller notch reduced by a third of its about a third of its current size. Uh, lidar sensor on the back camera array, um, and some let's see with some outlets even reporting. Uh, a boxier squared off design similar to that of the iPhone 4 and the current gen iPad Pro models. On the software front, this is the most uh, contentious point being argued across the Twitterverse, uh, is the addition of the home screen widget that can be moved freely just like the icons we all know and love. Mm. So for you guys, what are your thoughts on the home screen widgets coming in iOS 14? I like it. You like yeah. it, yeah. I Did mean, you, it's, have you seen the the uh, link in the? I have not. So it kind of gives it. It's a really cool visual breakdown of what it looks like. Um, I think it's like a little. You have to scroll down oh. a little bit. Um, yeah. Sorry. Continue. Continue your point. Oh God. You see it? No. Why is that? Why is it so big and say fudge? That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tattoo, okay, Karen? Um, no, but it. it, it we'll we'll put it in the description. But so yeah, it's, it's a that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's really what it looked like. Yeah, so uh, for, for those that are listening, obviously all of you are listening. Um, for those that are listening, uh, basically the icons on the home screen, the widgets would look like almost if you morph them together. So they take up the same amount of space as a couple of them would, and it, it's just like it's it's like blocked into the, mm-hmm. the home screen layout. So uh, Sorry, what were you going to say, Zach? I was going to say it's 
like the little bit of Android that I actually really enjoyed. Yeah, I'm finally getting widgets on the home screen. Which ones did you use on your home screen? Uh, well, so on the home screen itself, I only use like the weather right uh-huh. there, so I didn't get inside an app. But then I had like whole page of like my calendar, gotcha. which was nice, where I could just scroll over one, I had my whole calendar again instead of having to get inside an app to look at it. Yeah, that's fair. So when I, uh, you said jailbreak my phones, um, I used to have this Whoa. option. <laughs> so I like I could like add widgets and stuff to my iPhones, yeah. which that makes me really excited for this to come because that was dope. That was like what made jailbreaking so like relieving and like it's you know yeah. making it worth it because I could like do these kind of things that you normally couldn't do on an iPhone. Mm-hmm. So I'm super excited that this is coming. What did those widgets look like? I never got into jailbreaking. So they were like they weren't like your Samsung widgets. Of course, they were kind of like a. I don't really know how to describe them. You could like somewhat customize them, but a lot of them were like weather or like a calendar, something uh-huh. like small yeah. um, that wasn't like a full calendar, but it was like a day by day kind of thing. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of other ones. Like you could do like um, like Spotify, like a player, like a mini MP3 player, essentially where you could like, you know, pause and skip songs and stuff like that. Um, like that's what became pretty, pretty normal use for me is like that's the biggest widget I used but other than that there wasn't really a ton I would be totally down for home screen widgets Um, my only concern is and the reason Apple hasn't done that and the reason they make you shift all the apps to the top of the home screen is because they want it to be as clean and simple as possible so this kind of goes against that philosophy directly so like like I'm trying to think of the way you could integrate maybe really limiting what widgets you could use and like if it's not open to third party apps if it's just open to like like a flashlight controller so you don't have to reach the top of the screen like i don't know how do you think they could implement that like i mean just system app widgets right like, yeah. yeah i mean you could like start to implement like the home apps stuff like that for like turning off lights yeah i guess my bigger question would be like when you do all this like are we like i stroking out uh <laughs> like are we gonna lose the control center then because, like, the control center is filled with widgets. I would so, think like, that would still be there, and that's exactly how I think they would look, is, is how they look on the control center. They've got to be, yeah, like kind of like that boxier shape. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I would think oh. if they would implement them, they would still keep control center there. They would just allow you to put maybe your most used yeah. ones on there. Um, but I, I bring that up because I have a hard time thinking that they would let you do, like, Spotify, like a like a media player, or maybe let you have the, the media player that's in the control center but just like over a two to three app space. You see, that's kind of what it was before. Okay. It was very similar to that. That's yeah. cool. Oh, interesting. Any other thoughts? Um, I mean, like with the Spotify one, they'll probably allow it, but the same way, but like you'd probably have the ability to like go inside and like change a playlist or something in a widget if you use the Apple Music. So yeah. like it'd probably just be a basic media player where you pause, play, next, yeah. like yeah. and volume on the widget for like Spotify, but you probably get like something enhanced if you have Apple Music, something that yeah. can control and integrate and code better. Yeah. The only other thing I thought about that is like what if what if it was the same size as the normal apps are right now, but whenever you long press on it, um, then it pops up into like a bigger player. So like what if it's just one with like a play button on it and then you like hold it. What's the what's it called? It's not force touch. It was three D touch. 3D touch. Well, they yeah. killed three D touch. Yeah, it's not. What's it called? Long press. Yeah, it's anyway. just long press now. Yes. Yeah, so what right. if you what if you long press on that and then it pops out a bigger player that you can see? That'd be tough. That'd be cool. I mean, on the flip side of that though, then you have um, then you have another step to like interact with the widget, and that kind of defeats the purpose of it. Yeah. But I mean, that's true. how the apps are right now too. That's true. That's true. Well, if we want to jump around a little bit yeah. uh, to the like the squared off size of the phones, what do you guys think about the boxier shape coming to the possible iPhone 12? I now? never, I never had the earlier iPhone, so I mean, I had 
the like five. Five was the first one. I've had them ever since. Well, you've like played like uh, you have like, your tablet. Yeah, like, your tablet's that boxier shape. Like, do you like that kind of design? Aesthetically, I really do like that design. Um, my concern is like comfort because yeah. tapered lines are more comfortable, especially on a phone that you use like in one hand all the time. And that's why I was asking Zach about that because like I imagine you probably used your phone with a case, didn't you? Yeah. Or, or um, I don't. Not for my fives. Not for fives. My so fives, like, I did. I should have because I went through like four <laughs> of those things, but I did not. The uh, but what was it comfortable like using it in one hand? Like yeah, I were mean, the edges sharp? I they guess? were. They were just small phones in general. Yeah. Um, they even the five. It was still they still had curved edges. Like it was, it was more of a rectangle, but it was a rectangle with a curved edge. Gotcha. Instead of a like sharp pointy edge. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't see much of a difference really. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean they're they're definitely more rounded now because like now you have the edges where they round off where they it just stopped. Yeah. yeah. Um. I would think I'd like the rounded better, but I don't think it'd be a big deal. Gotcha. Like, if they did go back to it, I wouldn't, like, I'd never buy an iPhone because it's, like, it's <laughs> yeah. not the rounded anymore. I do think it fits better. Like, I do like holding a phone, like, the, with the curved edges more than, like, a 5, but mm-hmm. it wouldn't be the end of the world because I'm going to have a case on it no matter what. Yeah. What's yeah. the other one? I, um, I can't remember what YouTuber I was watching, but he does, like, a lot of, like, renders of possible new phones. Everything Apple Pro? Yeah, everything yeah. Apple Pro. Yeah. And it looked sexy when yeah. he had, like, I'm sure you saw it, too. Like, it was just a squared off. You got a very small notch or, like, even no notch yeah. or, like, a very, you know, smaller profile of a notch, but it looks dope. Of course, it's going to be different when it's, like, in your hand. That's hot. If they, yeah, exactly. That's hot. If they were to make that, I'd like it because I remember I had the, the 5S, and I loved the feel of that in my hand. Mm-hmm. You didn't really feel like you you could, like, drop it. Yeah. It just felt very secure in your hand. I don't know. It wasn't. It wasn't, yeah, for you, but for you. And they broke the moment you looked at them wrong. Like, yes, they were true. very fragile. They were, yeah. Anyways, um, you want to move on to the next rumor this week? Let's do it. Let's do it. OnePlus fanboys and fangirls have longed for the day they would see wireless charging on board their flagship killers. Even on the OnePlus 6, the first phone from the company to feature a glass back, we got a big middle finger when it was announced that wireless charging would not be included. In the past, OnePlus held the position that wireless charging just isn't as fast as wire charging, uh, though they were actively working on ways to make it good enough to justify the price bump. So from The Verge, in an interview last week, OnePlus CEO Pete Lau revealed that the OnePlus 8 Pro will indeed support wireless charging. The company claims they've taken it to the next level and can achieve a 50% charge in just 30 minutes. At its peak, OnePlus's wireless charging system will operate at 30 watts, significantly faster than the usual wireless charging available for Samsung phones or iPhones. But at the same time, that does mean prices will go up. Despite the good news we reported last week on the OnePlus 8, uh, set to come in at, quote, under $1,000, end quote, that doesn't mean they'll be cheap. The latest leaks estimate that the OnePlus 8 will come in at $779, which is $100 more than the 7 Pro from last year, and then the OnePlus 8 Pro could come in right under $1,000 for the base model. With all that said, Evan, are you starting to rethink your decision of automatically buying the 8 Pro, no matter what? The price is a little high, but yeah. I think I'll still do it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know for sure. I mean... It's not like $100 isn't terrible compared to like the new Samsungs and iPhones and stuff like that. So like $779 isn't terrible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a little bit, a little kick in the butt from yeah. after buying the, the 7 Pro. Yeah. What about what about you, Christian, with the, the prices? Because it is cheaper than the 20 still, but it is the most expensive OnePlus you'd ever be buying if That's you were true. to buy it. 
Yeah, I've done a lot of soul searching this week. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I do think here's what happened last year. Last year they uh, they made a big like it was almost the exact same situation that went right now. There's a mm. bunch of leaks coming out saying this phone's going to cost eight hundred bucks. This phone's yeah. going to cost nine hundred bucks. And of course, all the OnePlus people got you know their panties in a wad, myself included, because the last ones always costed around five to six hundred. So what I think will happen this year is I think the OnePlus Eight will probably be the one that like market most towards people mm -hmm. and that one will probably start at like 739 749 because the base model 7 pro last year started at um 669 and if you look at the specs that are coming out uh for the 8 it's really really similar to the 7 pro from last year so with that said i think they'll take the 8 pro and actually make it a pro phone that's in a different category and maybe bump that one to 900 bucks mm. but I'm hoping, I hope to God, they don't start it at $800 plus because that would just, yeah. that would ruin my life. I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd go that high. Yeah, that'd ruin yeah. my life a little bit. Um, Oof. Yeah. Also, uh, I've said this almost every single week, but um, I was using my OnePlus 7 Pro this week, not my iPhone XR, and I was like, man, that screen is so sexy. I don't think I'll get the OnePlus 8 unless it comes in red. That would be the only thing that would maybe push me towards it. So but, like, I think, I, yeah, I think I moved back a little bit after... He's gone back on his word. Taking the hype back a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that uh, that wireless charger uh, earlier, Zach, you seemed pretty surprised at it. Um, what are your thoughts on that wireless charger, the one they're talking about? That's pretty crazy. I mean, a 30-watt wireless charger? Like, Six. That's crazy, because, like, right now, I'm... Like, my iPhone charges at 10 watts. Yeah. And to be three times stronger? Yeah. Like, wow. That's pretty nice. Uh, <laughs> wow. My, my only concern would be overheating. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming they worked it out if, if it's in testing and it's going to be, like, rumored to do this. Like it should be able to handle it. But, like, longevity-wise, how bad is that going to hurt the phone? <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. like, charging at, because I hardly ever charge my phone with a cable. Um. I like in a quick pinch if I needed it or like Apple CarPlay in my car is the only time my phone's ever plugged in. Otherwise it's on a wireless charger and the like year and three months I've had the phone, like I'm down to like 92% yeah. battery health. That's, so it's yeah. an 8% longevity. Like does it kind of suck right now when I look at it? Yeah. But like, but the just convenience of everything just to lose 8% over a year, like not terrible. That means in two years, if it's, Sticks along or it gets a little worse. Like two years, I'm still sitting at like 80% max capacity. Like that's not bad out of a phone still. Yeah, that's true. That's um, to address your guys' concerns, um, so in that Verge article, um, and again, we'll have this in the description. Um, of course, he, uh, uh, Dieter, Dieter Bone, who wrote the article, um, he mentioned the heat factor because, of course, that's going to be a problem. Uh, well, they actually mitigate it in two ways. So one, obviously there's going to be a fan on the wireless charger, which Samsung's done that before too, so it's not exactly new, um, but it is going to have a fan on it. The second thing is the new phone will have, um, I'm not a, I'm not an engineer by any means, but there's basically two extra steps from the time. So batteries can only accept a certain voltage. So from the time that it comes from the charger to the actual battery, it has to be converted and down converted and all these sorts of things. So basically they added two more steps that basically have like reserve silos for the charge. Um, so while it gets in the phone really quickly, it will, um, it, it does as fast, but it doesn't immediately go to the battery. It kind of like down, uh, takes the voltage down a little bit and then it pushes it to the battery. <laughs> so that's supposed to help with the whole battery life thing. Interesting. So, yeah. It's pretty cool. I'm that not going to pretend to understand it, but <laughs> it is in the article if you guys want to check it out. That's pretty um, cool. Yeah, it was, it was some pretty cool tech, so pretty excited about that. Cool. 
Shall we move on to the feature story this week, boys? <laughs> Sorry. I love that so much. <laughs> For us Gen Zers and Millennials, it seems difficult to remember a time where every move, every click, and every search wasn't being collected by the likes of our overlords at AOL.com or <laughs> www.google.com. Granted, talk to any boomer on the street and they'll tell you how the government's spying on you, stealing your hair samples and location history. And for once, they're actually right. <laughs> Google is far from the first to collect your data, but damn, are they good at it. Taking a very quick look, very rough estimate of the posts I saw in The Guardian and Forbes today, people average between three to five gigabytes of data that Google stored on them alone. Although I did this because you can download your data, and mine was 20 gigabytes. Holy they crap. They have 20 gigabytes of data on me. I think... That's a lot of porn. That's Shout out Adam, mm. shout out Brazzers. <laughs> Gotta find one. I had to fit it in there somehow. That's what she said. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think most of it is photos. But even without photos, that's still probably like like ten gigabytes. Of that's data. scary, though. Yeah, pretty scary. Wow. Um, I mean, you've had Android your whole life. So. That is, yeah, that is true, and that's like my entire Google history. Like, yeah. that's, that's a lot of dangerous stuff. There. Have you ever like <laughs> gone back on like like five, ten years ago and like looked at where you were? Because like they have that location history. No, but I really want Whoa. to. Know. Really you didn't know to. that? No, what? I need to see the. Uh, you can see like the location history. I I didn't. I've never looked that far back. Huh. Yeah. So like. It, I tried doing it, but, like, with an iPhone, you had to have, like, the Google app and uh-huh. things like that or Google Maps, and I never did. Huh. Um, so I didn't really have it, but, like, if I was ever on Chrome or anything, like, it had it. But, yeah, you go, like, back, like, 10 years, if you always did Android, like, say one year you were, like, like road tripping out to California or something, and you were in a car, like, you could look back, like, 10 years ago and be like, oh, yeah, you were in, like, Nevada, right here in Nevada at this point. Wow. That's crazy. I don't know about that. (laughs) Pretty pretty crazy. I might be a boomer. Um, (laughs) So from TechCrunch, Google is giving the world a clear glimpse of exactly how much it knows about people everywhere. Using the coronavirus... Coronavirus! Coronavirus! Crisis as an opportunity to repackage its persistent tracking of where users go as a public good in the midst of a pandemic. In a blog post on April 3rd, the tech giant announced the publication of what it's branding COVID-19 Community Mobility Reports, an in-house analysis of the more granular location data it maps to fuel its ad targeting, product development, and wider commercial strategy to showcase changes in population movements around the world. It's actually pretty cool. Um, To highlight some of the numbers they found, Italy saw a 94% drop in retail and recreation activity, an 85% drop in pharmacy activity, and a 90% drop in trips to parks and beaches. Wow. Yeah, so so it's basically tracking users and being like, they're not going to these places, and they're just staying home. It's it's crazy. Um, And so I actually downloaded the numbers for Missouri, which is where we're from, and it turns out uh, we've had a mere 38% drop in retail and recreation, a 12% drop in grocery activity, and a 73% increase in parks activity. I that doesn't surprise that. me at all. If you look out the window, there's a million people on the street where normally there's not, like, yeah. walking versus, like, normally there's no one walking. Huh. Yeah. Well, well I mean, all we got to do is go on a walk. <laughs> but that's also one thing because now we're currently live in the statewide mandatory stay-at-home order, but they left all parks open, and you're supposed to leave your house once a day for exercise. Yeah. So they're still technically doing everything with the stay-at-home order, so, like, that's why all this makes sense, is people are shopping less because they've already done their crazy, like, stock up for this thing, (laughs) uh, pandemic thing, so now it's just sitting at home, they're like, well, now I'm 
bored as hell. Now what? Let's and go then, exercise. Yeah, the governor was like, well, we'll let you leave your house, but it's only for like parks and walking and things like yeah. that. So makes complete sense to me. It's like it's like people before they're like, I'm not going out and exercising, and now now yeah. the governor's like, you can't go out and exercise. And he's like, maybe I want to. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, a cool thing that's not related to this at all, though. Yeah. Uh, I when I was eating dinner, I was reading an article, and the this is was kind of crazy to look at. Uh, the article was like titled "The Earth Is Shaking Less Than It Usually Is." What? Yeah. So I looked inside the article. I was like, "Well, that's piqued my curiosity." So during quarantine periods and stuff like that, right now, and they have grass on it. The decibel levels throughout the whole world are way down. That's cool. It's crazy. Um, the biggest one was uh, Milan. They dropped like their graph was crazy. I don't remember the actual decibel levels, but like it went from like super high down to like almost zero. Damn. At, during the pandemic, and now it's like getting back up because they're starting to come out of it. Uh, but yeah, like the whole like decibel level throughout the whole world has drastically dropped because That's everybody's nuts. staying at home now. That's kind of like I saw something very similar to that, but on pollution. Uh-huh. Like there's such like there actually is like a decrease in pollution like in the whole world right now because there's so many people that are actually just inside and not creating pollution. They're not throwing trash out on the streets or like that. Was it the one I don't know the same article but I read one too that was based in China and like uh, I don't know. there was uh, I forgot the name of the city because I couldn't pronounce it. Uh, Wuhan, China. <laughs> but it's like it's the biggest area in China. Like biggest factory area in China, and Shenzhen. is it Shenzhen? Him, I think it was. That's probably. where OnePlus is from. Yeah. Oh. Anyways, uh, but they they claimed that during all this production, because like they've been shut down since like January for a lot yeah. of stuff. Yeah. They've been yeah. shutting down. Um, like a month ago, they saw the sky for the first time in like five oh, years. Damn. Because what? like all the smog and pollution was gone. Now they could actually look up and s- there was a hole. It. Yeah, that's not the one I saw. That's crazy. It was yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's wild. I wonder if that'll affect uh like obviously like the long term ramifications of this are to be seen, but I wonder if people will like kinda care about climate stuff a little bit more now. Like, I think global they do. warming's finally real. Yeah, it's yeah, like, like oh wait, you know, this thing that we haven't <laughs> thought was real is eh, might they, actually be real. They might have a point. <laughs> well, that's a real sky. We you say that if sky? it's ninety degrees in April today. Yeah, yeah. true. <laughs> it <laughs> is true. Ni- it is nice outside. Um, but yeah, so I thought that was uh, interesting, just the numbers of it uh, compared to what Italy's doing. But yeah. um, anyways, back onto Google and tracking history. So in terms of actual utility for policymakers, Google's suggestions are pretty vague. The company or uh, the, the company reports could help government and public officials uh, understand changes in essential trips that can shape recommendations on business hours or inform delivery service offerings. But privacy experts have rushed to voice concerns about the impacts of such data-fueled efforts on individual rights while also questioning the wider utility of some of this tracking. So to open up to you guys, are you shocked at the extent of Google's location tracking or are you just totally okay with it? I'm shocked at how little they're doing. Really? So like, I know when I, when I first read this article, like when you were reading it off, I was like thinking for sure, I'm like, Oh, this is going to the Google, like Google's going to sell this information of where we are <laughs> to like law enforcement or government and stuff like that. And they're going to start raiding houses, arresting <laughs> you if you've been in trouble, <laughs> if you've been out. Like that's where my head was going and I didn't have it all. So gotcha, bitch. Yeah, exactly. They're going to walk in houses. And <laughs> but that's, uh, that's 100% where I thought that was going. That's not where it went. So yeah, yeah I'm shocked at how yeah. little it was. Yeah. 
Interesting. What about you, Evan? <laughs> I don't know. I I think it's more than I thought, but at the same time, it's kind of like, well, that doesn't really surprise me that they're doing that. Um, I think it's I, – I'm kind of okay with it. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. I think uh, I think somebody's going to do it. And I think the question is more like how do we regulate it and make sure yeah. it doesn't get out of control and used for – Things yeah. like Zach was just talking about. So, yeah, that's the thing. I'm not okay with it whatsoever, <laughs> but I just thought it was going to be worse. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. Um, so, on top of that, so do you guys think Google's actually trying to do some good, or is this a PR move to justify its tracking technology? PR move. PR move. Yeah. Everything any big corporation does is a PR move. It's never good for, the, like, the people. Like, no. I mean, yeah, okay, okay. All no. Right. That's that's. There's probably some truth in that, or a lot of it. <laughs> yeah. No, it's always a PR move. What do you think of yeah. it? No, I, I totally agree. I think it's something where it looks good on the outside, but it's like, this is just a... This is a large issue that needs it, to be addressed. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It definitely does, because it's... I mean, it's scary. You downloaded 20 gigs of what they found. Like, yeah. that's <laughs> scary. That That's... 100%. And then the fact that I just brought up that you guys can go back and see where yeah. you were at any no, time. Absolutely. Yeah, that also weird. is very concerning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They have vehicles drive around oh. all the time that literally update their maps. Stay also. inside. True. <laughs> Break up this gathering. Oh, like the <laughs> that yeah, drone the, thing. Uh, what was that two episodes ago? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go listen yeah. two episodes ago. That fake news is wild. Crazy. Um, yeah. I, I'd You're say down there playing cards. <laughs> Break it up. Break it up. Break it up. <laughs> Um, Yeah, I'd say my take on it is, uh, I mean, people are distracted right now. Like, privacy concerns are probably not at the top of their mind. It's like, like, is my dad going to die? Like, that's pretty. Not that my dad's going to die, but I'm saying, like. No, that's definitely bigger than that. Hit home right there. Damn. Um, But, I mean, at the same time, yeah, there's truth to what you said, Zach. Um, But at the same time, I do like to think that there's good in people, and they generally have good intentions. But, I mean, I would be. That's cute. It's a world all rainbows and butterflies, too. (laughs) No, no. I would. S- <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but um, obviously, people work for companies, and companies' primary goal is to uh, generate profit for their yeah. shareholders. So, like, I mean, you can do two things at once. Um, so, I'm in an organizational advocacy class right now, and like, we're learning about this exact same thing. Uh, it's it's like it's like you don't always have to be an evil company. Like, you can do something that's good for you while also good for other people at the same time. Yeah. So, I think that's kind of what's going on here. Um, obviously like this is useful information if not for like a very practical reason, but for like, like analytical reasons to see what happened. Um, but at the same time, like, yeah, obviously this is a good chance for them to be like, look at this location history and all the cool things it can do. Um, you know, and try to try to get some, some leniency towards them from the general public. But. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's one of those things where they have, they probably all have like a good, they probably all are like, okay, this can be a good thing. Individual people are good, but right, like, yeah, but yeah. in the sa- at the same time, this is gonna make us a shit ton of money. Yeah, yeah, true. So um, I'm just I w- saying, yeah. stay tuned for like episode 36 or something uh-huh. when we're talking about this being an issue and SWAT's breaking into people's houses. <laughs> yeah, because it's coming. Yeah, <laughs> I, I fully believe it. Um, I will say to uh, to Google's credit, whenever I was researching this, I also found that um, so Google Maps came out. I think it was 2004. Um, and so it was pretty fresh and then, uh, hurricane Katrina hit in 2005. So they actually used their new satellite data to mm. like, um, inform where flooding was happening and like kind of help officials that way. So like they have a history of actually doing some good for it. So to their yeah. credit, to their credit. That's good to hear. It's yeah, good to hear. <laughs> There's also, some positivity. Sounds like a PR stunt. Yeah. I, again, yeah. You, you can have one while also having the other to be fair. To be, be fair. fair. Um, okay, uh, last question for you guys. So would you be all right with Google collecting greater amounts of data, like 
granular level, like he's outside of his house right now and I know where he's going, um, in exchange for better resources to fight coronavirus. Like yeah. if, if we could if we could make this thing shorter or like have less people die, like put it that way, would you be okay with that? No. Yes and no. No. All right, what you got? <laughs> they like they already have enough stuff that they're taking from us. I don't want more. Like I'm not a target demographic, so I don't care. You don't yeah. need to know where I'm going. You you just don't want people to see your grinder profile. Yeah, I mean that's why it's <laughs> like hidden. Uh, I guess let me put it in a more real more real terms. So like we like, talked uh, we talked two weeks ago about China and how like they have um, like they know exactly where you're going and they can track like your personal medical records and tie it in with that. So like they stopped it pretty quickly because of that technology. Would you be okay with that? No. That's, see, that's why I say that's definitely I say not yes. definitely not medical records. That's <laughs> yeah. way too far. Yeah. That's why I say yes or no because in that kind of sense, like, awesome, cool. That's going to help a lot of people. It's going to save a lot of lives. But what happens when it's done? Yeah, uh-huh. That's the you why. know, it's like it's going to be. It's like, gonna okay, grant, cool. Now we can do this. Yeah, yeah. we're going to grant yeah. that, and then we're not going to keep reading terms and conditions. And guess what? Now they're tracking us forever. Yeah. No, yeah. it would be cool if it was something that it did help up until it's finished or something's you know come of it to where it's saving a lot of people and then it just like stops and they change it back but i don't think that would ever happen it's like once you've accepted it it's here yeah you know i mean you can't get mad because you've already said yes yeah you know what i mean that and like <laughs> i i think it's too late already yeah like the i mean i'm no doctor i could be completely wrong mm-hmm. uh but in my mind you've you've either already had it and not known it or like like your greater chance of getting it and contracting it, it's probably already happened in my mind. The greater the greater chance, yes. I mean, you still obviously um, have still a chance. Of I just that. I don't see how this could help you because like even if you're walking around not knowing that you had COVID, like yeah, them knowing where I am isn't gonna help that. Because like let's say it's like let's say for instance if you had COVID, he doesn't. Disclaimer. Yeah, uh, <laughs> none of us do. Allegedly. Um, well. Yeah, that we know of. <laughs> but, like... Oh, so, sorry. I didn't click that one. Uh, but, let's say... Sorry. Jesus, guys. Sorry. He doesn't have COVID. Uh, yeah! <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, I'm listening. All right. But, yeah, let's say... Let's say you had COVID, and yeah. you left your house, and I left my house, and we both were going to the same spot. Like, you should be able, like, I'm, what this uh, should be doing, I'm assuming, is telling me to either stay home or telling everybody that, hey, this dude with COVID, it's here. But you didn't get tested. So it's, yeah. not, it's not really beneficial. Like, I think it's too late. And by the time you get contracted, you're quarantined anyway. Yeah. So I think, if anything, maybe, like, state of emergency, declare that for people that are diagnosed and have contracted it, confirmed cases and, like, making sure that they're staying home. But I think as an everyday, like, sense, no, you shouldn't be able to track me because I went out for a walk yeah. or something like that. Like, it's just too much, and I don't see it being, like, a realistic feature that could save you. Yeah, that is an excellent point because even, let's assume we did have the granular, uh, like, capabilities that, say, China has or something even beyond it. Um, nothing matters until you get the rate of testing up to the rate of transmittability. So, like, even even if we're testing a bunch of people, it's still going to be transmitted beyond that. And, like, yeah. e- all these measures, what it comes down to is if you have people locked down and stay home, that's the only surefire way to get them to not spread it. So, yeah. Like, yeah. even if I do agree, like, this is not something I'd be okay with because 
even if you had that technology, like Zach said, it's not going to save lives until like you take physical measures to stay home. True. Yeah. yeah. Good point. So, anyways. Um, okay. Uh, so let's wrap it up. And so in this uh, news segment, it's a smaller one. It's just going to be in case you missed it. These are just like smaller news stories from the week. Um, just kind of kind of wrap up the podcast. So what you got, Evan? All right. So this one is called Bye Bye S7. Despite being one of the last uh, major manufacturers to push major software updates to their phones, Samsung, to their credit, has been supporting their devices with security updates for four years. Um, that means that this month, the S7 series will be receiving their last round of updates, officially marking end-of-life support for the phone. Of course, if you still have one, God bless you. It's still, <laughs> it's still functioning, uh, but you won't receive uh, protection from any future security issues. Uh, this also marks the end of an era as Samsung's high-end phones are now void of physical home buttons and feature the Infinity display introduced in the Galaxy S8. Um, so for you guys, do you guys have any fond memories of the S7 no. series? Ta-ta. <laughs> I'm totally okay with a big gun. Uh, yeah, and I've never had Android. Did you have one? Um, I actually did. I did have an S7 Edge at one point. I did too. Okay, yeah. cool. Did you like it? Okay, so... Yes, I Is did. Is that the first time the Edge was a thing? No, the S6 like Edge. pretty worthless. Um, it was the first time it was in the um, the mainstream. So it's a weird thing because the Note like, 5, the, the year before, the Note 5 came out with the S6 Edge Plus. Like, they came out at the same time in the fall, uh, whereas usually the S would come out in the spring. So it was, like, it was a weird time. Like, was the S7 Edge, was that the phone that was, like, marketed? Where, like, I, I still remember this commercial where, like, they were at this nice fancy dinner, and the guy's like, "Oh, I can't check my phone at this dinner, but I got the side, and it tells me like what my text is." Probably. I think that was it. I think that was the S6 Edge. It okay. could have. It could have been that. It could have also been. Because that's why been... I bought it. Really? That's why I that, got it because that of that commercial. You're like, oh man. I was like, that's dope. All, all oh my, my gosh. all my business meetings at fourteen. <laughs> oh no, I need this Edge phone. <laughs> it was more of like the. I know the thought process was like at school. It's yeah. so dumb. Like sitting at school and like being able to see what you're getting or at least some yeah. option of what you're getting on your phone without like picking up and getting in trouble by the teacher. That was kind of I mean, what was like going through my makes head. Makes all the ladies swoon. Let's be real. That's here. right. That's uh, right. But no, that, that feature did first get introduced on the Note 4 Edge. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. But yeah. Um, Pretty worthless. It, yeah. <laughs> it, the S7 Edge, like the back of it was kind of curved. Like today, if you notice the S20 Ultra, the back of it is really curved and the front is kind of curved because it's way better for ergonomics. So on the S7 Edge, if you use that thing without a case, good freaking luck because the back of it was slightly curved. Did you crack it? Okay. So I started with the S6 Edge yeah. and I cracked the shit out of it. Like yeah. just cracked it so bad. And I did my insurance claim. And that was when they stopped making the S6 Edge. So mm. I got the S7 Edge, oh. one of my favorite Samsung phones. I, for some reason, enjoyed it so much. And I think it was more of like, that's when I learned how to like customize it properly. Yeah. And so that's what was so cool about it. But yeah, I dropped it so many times. Mm. I, cr I cracked the back so bad. That's so bad. Um, just to wrap up, I will say my, my uh, when I first got my job with, because I used to work for Samsung, um, and it's actually a vendor in the store I work for now. Um, but whenever I started working there, the Note 5 had just been released, which means the oh, yeah. next official launch, like the first phone I launched with that job was the S7 series. So that was pretty cool. Like it was, it was cool to like witness that launch and see how things go and see how they like market it and stuff. So, mm -hmm. um, so that's my only fond memory of that phone. But no, since that point, it's been <laughs> battery issues. It's been overheating issues. It's been cracked screen issues. It's been why the hell is this having an edge issue? Like, <laughs> but they did sell a sh like a shit ton of those S7s. Like it's one of yeah. their top sellers. So. I love Farewell, that. S7. Bye-bye. <laughs> Anyways.
All right, you guys want to wrap it up? Let's wrap it up. All right, cool. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to the Phone Buzz podcast. The show is brought to you by three guys who sell phones all day. Follow us across social media at Phone Buzz, and that's P-H-1-B-U-Z-Z. And give us a follow and review on Spotify or wherever you listen to our podcast. We'll see you guys in the next one. My name is Evan Krause. I'm Zach Whitney. I'm Christian Crawford. Have a good night. Bye. Peace.